Right, may the blessing of Almighty God be in your heart and on your lips and might worthily proclaim the gospel, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Well, as uh, little Henry reminded us, as well as the other kids, the golden rule is golden for a reason. It's the golden rule because everybody loves it, everybody likes it, everybody finds it a helpful guideline for how to live our lives day in and day out in this big world of ours. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. Be kind to your neighbor as you want your neighbor to be kind to you. You know, respect your neighbors because... 
you want your neighbor to respect you. It's, it's so easy to understand, so simple, so clear. Even little kids get it. And, and we all try to teach that to our children and our grandchildren. We try to live it in our own lives. And most of us do, generally speaking, a pretty good job of it. We do try to love our neighbor because we want to be loved ourselves because this is good. This is how, this is how the world grows. This is how we as human beings get along with one another and find peace and joy and happiness. It's a simple thing. You know, love your neighbor, as Leviticus says, as you want your neighbor to love you. It's easy. Everybody loves the golden rule. It's golden, as Henry reminded us a moment ago, because it's so good, it's so easy, it's so universal. In fact, it's, it's such an important and basic and kind of foundational part of our life as human beings that it's not found only in the Jewish scriptures or in the Christian gospels or in um, the, our, our own traditions, but it's, the sociologists tell us that just about every religion they ever discovered upon the face of the earth has something very similar to it, whether it's Islam or Hinduism or Buddhism or Taoism or, or Zoroastrianism. They've all got that basic foundational rule of life. Be, treat your neighbor as you want to be treated. It's very simple. It's, it's universal. It's wonderful. But here's the problem. Here's the perplexity. Here's the conundrum that we face when we think about the golden rule in our world. If, if everybody loves the golden rule, if everybody's trying to follow the golden rule, if everybody is really trying to treat their neighbor as, them, as they want themselves to be treated, then why is our world in such a mess? Why are things so wrong? Why is there so much injustice and so much hurt and so much pain caused by one human being hurting another human being? Why are there so many wars? Why is there all kinds of slavery? Why, why is everything such a mess in our world if we're all loving one another as we want to be loved. That's the conundrum. What's wrong here? What isn't working? Well, we could say, well, the problem is that every once in a while, one of these sociopathic Pathic narcissist rises to the top and causes all sorts of devastation in our human relations, in our international relations, in our world. You know, they start the wars and they propagate injustice and they foment greed wherever they go. You know, the Hitlers and the Stalins and in our own time, you know, Kim Jong-un. They're awful people. And they don't buy into the golden rule at all. They're sociopaths, I guess. But we can't blame all the world's troubles on those characters, as awful as they are. You know, there's more to the problem than just those occasional awful leaders of nations who do terrible things. There's also something going on, in a sense, down here with normal people, with us. It seems like the golden rule works really, really well at the most basic local level. You know, in our homes and in our families and our neighborhoods, it's, it's in a way much easier to, to live the golden rule, to truly treat one another as we want to be treated because we know one another. 
You know, and, and at the local level, it works really, really well. You know, people do care about their neighbors and people do love their children and children do love their parents, even with all the little troubles that come up in day, from day to day. And at the local level, the family level, at the neighborhood level, even maybe in a way in the tribal level, the golden rule really works. But it doesn't scale up very well. Once society starts to get more complicated, once society becomes bigger, once society becomes like a big anthill with the ants sort of crawling all over each other, each doing their little job, it, it, the golden rule seems to get kind of ground down to, to fine dust. It, it's kind of like the, you know, the person who who at home is the nicest father or the nicest mother in the world. And they're the greatest neighbor. They mow with their neighbor's lawn and they, they bring cookies to their neighbors when they're sick and they love their children and they, they're great people. Uh, but they go to work and they go climb up a tall skyscraper in New York City and they get in a cubicle and they sit behind a big screen and they start moving billions and millions of dollars from here to there. And... And the golden rule sort of disappears because it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world at that level of complicated society. You know, there, it's, it's eat or be eaten. It's strike first or get struck. It's, it's aggressive and ambitious and, and I've got to fulfill my responsibilities here or I'll get fired. I've got to move this billion dollars over there so that we, our company, can make the money that they expect us to make. And it really doesn't matter what price I pay in terms of kindness to do that, to fulfill my responsibility at that high level of social structure. And it's, it's not just business. It's everywhere. You know, it's in the arts, it's in the governments, it's in politics, it's in the church. Kind of the more complicated everything gets, the more sophisticated everything gets, the easier it is to not live the golden rule, to treat one another as we would want to be treated and instead replace it by that sort of ambitious dog-eat-dog -dog kind of ethic of life. So what's going on? What's happening that the golden rule sort of disappears the more complicated and bigger society it gets? Seems like maybe there's a few things that are happening. One is anonymity. The more we do not know the people we are dealing with, the more they are just names, or not even names, maybe even just digits on a screen, the, the more that they are not persons to us, the more that they are anonymous to us, the easier it is, of course, to ignore them or to treat them poorly or to treat them just as digits on a screen. That anonymity as it grows in society, as society gets more complex, makes the golden rule feel feel. Unimportant, unnecessary, undoable. Anonymity, 
is, is really part of the problem here. And the second thing seems to be fear. You know, what motivates people to be mean? What motivates people to strike first before they're struck? It's fear. It's fear that if I don't do this, then I'll get hurt. If I don't protect my stuff, then someone will take it from me. If I don't hurt other people, they'll hurt me. Fear is one of the great motivating factors for people acting poorly with one another. Being mean, being disrespectful, hurting one another. And, and maybe the third thing that makes the golden rule sort of grind out of our lives and out of our societies is just that sense that, my gosh, what can I do? I throw up my hands. I'm nothing more than a cog in a big factory, and I just have to do what I have to do. I can't change things. There's no room for love and kindness and mercy here. I'm just a cog, and I can't do anything about it. And that sort of loss of power over our own lives and over our how we treat one another and how we live our lives really, really, really grinds the golden rule into bits. And if we think that those are excuses, that maybe if when we meet the Lord, we can say, well, Lord, you know, I really did my best in my family. I did my best in my neighborhood. I did my best with my people, the people I know well. Well, I suppose we would hope that the Lord would say, yeah, I know. Good work down there. But if the gospel today is any indication, that's precisely not what Jesus will say to us. Because when the hotshots and the smart people and the holy people of his time asked him about the, the golden rule, in a sense, you know, what does it mean to love our neighbor? Who's my neighbor? They were thinking, our neighbor is our tribe people. It's Israelites. It's the Jewish people. And, and we have every right, we have every responsibility to love them and care for them and protect them. But beyond that, the people on the other side of the border, the people on the other side of the river, the people on the other side of the trench, they're our enemies. And we have every responsibility to protect ourselves from them. We have the privilege of hating them and doing harm to them before they do harm to us. And Jesus says emphatically, no. Love not only your family members. Love not only the neighbors you like. Love not only your own people. Love not only the people who are part of your tribe, your nation, your whatever. Love also your enemy. If your enemy strikes you on the cheek, turn the other cheek. Well, you can imagine that in the first century Israel, that bit of advice, of ethical, moral advice, went over just about as well as it goes over in our time. Jesus, you're being very impractical. You can't live that way. 
If I have an enemy that strikes me, I'm going to strike him first. And Jesus' answer is no. God's sun rises and his light shines on everybody. Friend, neighbor, family member, and enemy. God's rain falls down upon everybody. It's Jesus' way of saying we all have the same blood in our veins given to us by our God. We all have the same hearts given to us by our God. We all have the same minds given to us by our gods. We all have the same humanity given to us by God. An enemy or not, we must love them as God loves them. Not following the literal golden rule only because we want them to be nice back to us, but simply because they are our neighbor. They are our brother. They do have a name. They do have a face. They do have a heart. They do have a soul. They are not digits. They are not enemies that we can afford to kill. That's Jesus' answer to getting us, you know, our wanting him to get us off the hook here. Precisely the opposite. Jesus extends the golden rule out beyond any trench, beyond any border, beyond any screen, beyond any cubicle. As we love our own children, as we love our own parents, as we love our own sisters and brothers, doing good for them, caring for them, respecting them, so must we love as God loves even our enemies. And so we cannot afford anonymity in our world, in our businesses, in our universities, in our churches. We cannot afford the fear that causes us to strike first before we're struck. We cannot afford the fear that says, I don't have to pay attention to that guy or give him my coat because I don't know him. We cannot afford not to love even our enemies with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind, as God loves us and loves them. Because if we excuse ourselves from the golden rule, if we excuse ourselves from the mandate to love as God loves, then we as a race are doing nothing but continuing down that road that we've been walking so long towards self-annihilation. Jesus asks us, invites us, challenges us to change, to change our societies by loving, to change our societies by building the golden rule into all that we do wherever we are, by seeing the other person as a person, as a child of God, as a sister, as a brother, Never as an enemy, never as a foreigner, never as someone I can ignore. That kind of love, 
That kind of love, when it ferments from the bottom up, when it ferments from the local level, when it ferments from our homes, when it rises up into our institutions, into our societies, into our churches, our businesses, our governments, that has the power to change the world and put us back on the path to the kingdom of God, the kingdom of justice, the kingdom of peace, the kingdom of righteousness, the kingdom of love. When we love as God loves, then our world will be perfected because we will be loving perfectly as God loves perfectly. 